Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into this very special week, I want to talk to you about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. We have tons of bonus episodes where we judge each other's movie tastes. Um, we do mean quizzes to each other. We talk about bad movies. You know, we do it all over there and you get to hear it just for $5 a month and that helps support the show. But no main content is locked behind Patreon. But getting into this week, we have a special double feature this week. We're doing anime movies. We're back at it again with anime. We just love anime here, right, Ryan? Just a couple of weebs. Yeah, might as well just call this drive-in double feature weebcast. I, I don't know. That's right. I mean, we've, we've done what? I, I think one, two, three, four, five, like six, maybe? Six, six. Uh, but I mean it's always something that's interesting to me is like anime movies from like the 80s and 90s because there are some weird movies out there that i think are underseen and some that shouldn't be seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have talked about one specifically uh, that should probably never be seen um but i i think we do have two for you this week that uh i think i am happy to talk about on the show and And, uh, we'll see uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, starting with today's movie, we are doing the movie Memories, which is an anime anthology movie. So this is our first anthology movie on the podcast, and it's three different sci-fi stories, all made off of the creator of Akira's short stories that he made, um, Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, it's based off of his stories, but he actually got three or actually two other directors to direct two of the stories here. Um, All of them are anime, but all of them are surprisingly different. Honestly, Uh, there's a lot of different stuff going on here and not a lot ties them together other than maybe they're like a sci-fi story. Uh, That's what I was wondering. I'm like, what is like, what is, because I thought like, memories like the tone like the theme would be like memories because actually the first story does have a lot to do with memories a lot yeah so i'm like okay is it going to be this type of stuff but then the other two are just very very different from the first movie so i don't yeah i I was like where is is there some type of underlying theme here i'm missing yeah and i did some reading around and no it was literally they just wanted to pick three of his stories to make it uh the director calls it more of an an omnibus than an actual like because you know anthology movies is generally a theme tying everything together but no yeah from this and i was surprised as you were because you finished the first story and you're like okay wow that was about memories got it we're gonna have other (laughs) ones about memories no not really (laughs) Uh, not at all yeah uh but let since this is an anthology movie before we kind of connect them maybe we'll rank them at the end um but let's just break them down one by one um so our first story in this is magnetic rose this one's directed by koji morimoto who who kind of has done like a lot of different anime things um nothing that i really pulled out that was notable but the notable person here is it's written by satoshi kone who um made perfect blue millennium actress and paprika which are like highly important anime movies like some of like the ones that people consider like the best 
Which is funny because I've seen Paprika and I've seen Millennium Actress and both of those have a lot to do with memories and like being in like other type of or like otherworldly type of world. So mm-hmm. when now that you say that, I like, oh, OK, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah, because I've I've only seen Paprika, but it definitely fits exactly into the tone, tone of that movie. Uh, I could definitely see that it's the same person working here. And honestly, I think this is the, for me, this is the standout story of the bunch. This one is, I thought it was really cool. I, I, I thought the story was insane. Uh, there is a lot going on here. Honestly, uh, this movie is, this, this particular part is just, it's such a standout from the other two. And I hate to yeah. <laughs> spoil so right, so right away, but I mean, it's, it's that good. And mm-hmm honestly the worst part about it is that it's a short film i'm like they easily could have made this into a feature-length movie yeah i I was gonna say the same thing i would watch an hour 30 minutes or longer of this plot because this plot is is neat and i mean unfortunately i don't know if you feel this way with the most anthology movies but like either it, it it's never fully like every one of them is a standout amazing experience there's always some that are better than others some that are weaker links and then this one i feel like this story coming up front and just being so good it makes the other two almost pale in comparison and i don't think i dislike them but this one's just no. this one's just that good like this is like wow uh, close to a masterpiece almost but that it reminds me a lot of the uh the Ballard of Buster Scruggs, uh, yes, the, yeah. the Coen Brothers anthology Western series. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I really liked the first one and that one, like the Same. most too, which is the title character, Buster Scruggs. But again, that's only about like 15 minutes maybe. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that was, that was so funny. Like I, that was so entertaining. I can't wait. And then after that, it's either like, like these punchline ones or like either or super depressing <laughs> yeah no i had the exact same experience it's like oh you could have easily tried to make that like the whole movie because the rest of these just aren't as good like there i mean we'll go maybe we'll go on the buster scruggs one day who knows but no i i agree buster scruggs is a good example of this um but no you're right though i mean i was i was so hooked into this one because mm-hmm. it's it's about these astronauts out in outer space and they get a beacon or like a distress signal to go to check out this one ship and then when they go into this one ship where it's just it's two of the crewmates uh miguel and hines mm-hmm. go in there and uh they find that it's actually a giant mansion on the inside and that's immediately right away you're like oh wow like what what is this like yeah. they, they get you right away yeah, and I, and I'll say like um, the animation here is is gorgeous. It's it, you know it's the same dude as the guy who made it's the same guy who made Akira. So very detailed, like a lot of details in the background because this is a destroyed ship, right? So there's like pieces and parts just like floating around, and then once you get inside to the mansion, how like it, just everything is set up and it just looks it looks gorgeous. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah, it's it's nice though because the two crewmates in there because there are two other like shipmates that are on the ship and they're mm-hmm. kind of monitoring these two's action, but don't really get a feel for those characters to be honest. But not as much, no. 
but the other two make up for it because you have Miguel, like I said, who is a lot more of a carefree, like, I guess womanizer doesn't take anything too seriously. And then you have Heinz, who's like super serious, stoic man. That's like total family man type. So yeah, it's, and really this movie's, he's like the main star of it because uh, Miguel kind of disappears halfway through this. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's the one that kind of takes the whole mission and like it, it gets out of hand and they want to go find him because it it's almost this one is kind of like a horror movie. Like it's like sci-fi horror. It reminded me a lot of like Alien and Event Horizon. Event Horizon is a good one too. Yeah, uh, it's what it is is they go into the mansion you kind of discover this mystery and it's just kind of creepy creepy because it's empty there's holograms everywhere and there's this woman there's a lot of pictures of and they'll look out in the distance and there's this woman just running through the hologram and slowly over the whole movie they learn about this woman and then her memories or her kind of like story melds into their past in a really freaky way and it there's like a tone in this one that's just like creepy things are dripping there's like flying dolls everywhere and it's not cheesy either it actually is a creepy story yeah it's the tone for this one is great it's uh a lot of like like real gothic type of imagery inside Mm -hmm. inside of a like a creepy mansion and you start learning like start peeling back the layers because it's this ghost supposedly of this dead opera singer who had a past lover and that the lover died in a mysterious way. And then mm-hmm. um, like Miguel kind of like it gets under her spell. And then uh, Heinz is kind of haunted by the memories of like his family. Cause he'll see like a real like happy memory of like his family at the dinner table. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he'll just wake up and there's these horrific statues that he, and he just, <laughs> yeah. Like, and he freaks out and just blasts the, the statues. Yeah, he just like shoots him with the guns. It's actually really horrifying because he he like relives like a memory of his daughter falling off of the roof whenever, you know, it, it, he was doing something on the roof and she fell off and died. And he has to witness that multiple times as this opera singer is just like watching him and it's just like, you know, like you can come live with me and it's it, it you know it, it's imagery like that it's just really dark um and it, where it's sci-fi is like the opera singer i guess her whole her whole life is like in the computer and it's the computer in the ship that's causing all of this to happen around them yeah because heinz does shoot the opera singer and it's revealed that it's like a robot sort of and yeah it's a robot that's being controlled by the ship's AI. So, which yeah. is infused with this uh, dead opera singer's memories. And he even like comes, even comes to the conclusion that she was actually like a real murderous type of opera singer that did, that she was the one that killed her own lover. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was really good. Cause like she had Miguel under his spell and Miguel started like believing that like, he was the dead lover. Mm-hmm. And, and you start seeing like little imagery of, uh, of her and like Miguel kissing, like on like these portraits, even that because he's like, huh, like what, like just you know, I love the Miguel story. I love Miguel as a character. There's that one scene earlier in it where he drinks all the fake wine and eats the fake food, and he he just instantly 
spits it out. Uh, oh, well, yeah, because they're he, <laughs> they're on us. They're on the this in this mansion, and you don't know right away what type of atmosphere it is. And he's just like, huh, let me just take my helmet off, and I'll just let me drink this wine, and then it just turns out to be like literal trash that he's <laughs> drinking uh-huh um but uh, it is an anime so i do have to talk about the soundtrack i feel like that's part of it this one's all done with an opera score it's beautiful it sounds really nice it fits the whole tone of everything going on in the end it gets really loud because um the ending's devastating it, it's real. it's really solid yeah like you said he the opera singer tries to get him under her spell and mm -hmm. he uh he doesn't he doesn't fall for it and but there's like a magnetic field surrounding their ship that's outside and mm -hmm. it ends up the the whole mansion ends up getting swallowed up and swallows up the spaceship too and Heinz is kind of jettisoned out into space and he's just kind of like left floating in space at the end of the at yeah. the end of this segment but what I think is a nice touch is he does smile in the end like like kind of like it's all over kind of deal and it's a rose and it is uh, a rose it looks yeah. like it's a magenta rose yes a magenta rose <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i guess to wrap up like this story i i do think this movie is worth watching just to see this one i think this one is worth the price of like admission if you're i mean you're not seeing this in the theater it's worth watching just for this plot i think it's great Go to your local theater and ask if you charge admission <laughs> to this movie. Can, can I pay you to watch this on my own TV at home? <laughs> no, it is, it is definitely worth watching. Um, we'll get into the other two to let you know about those. But yeah. I mean, just this part alone is enough to like, it's like I said, it's only about 20 to 30 minutes. It's a very easy watch. Um, it is definitely worth watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's move on. Uh, moving on into the second movie. This one is called Stink Bomb, and it's made by Tensei Okamura, who uh, long, long time working anime. Like looking at his his uh, filmography, absolutely insane. Um, he worked on Akira. He works on he worked on Ghost in the Shell, and he continues to work to this to this day. Um, one of the things that he directed that I know of is Soul Eater. He directed Soul Eater, and I never seen soul leader i don't know if it's similar or not the tv um, show yeah the tv show yeah um i i mean i've seen all of soul leader and i, I don't think i would classify <laughs> that as that soul either it's like a lot more it's like a it's a ghost show so it's like where these grim re it's more similar to like naruto and like <laughs> and like well, the other other world so yeah well that's interesting he also directed one of the recent naruto movies one from like 2019 or something oh. um but yeah so but this is he's used um, to stinkers then i guess so because this this is a stinky one but because the guy stinks this one's the lighter one i was I, not expecting a comedy short after what we had just witnessed at the beginning <laughs> And you know, this one's called Stink Bomb, and that's funny because that's what I called you after I went to the bathroom after you that one time. You called me? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, okay? I have I'm, to go. I'm joking. I've never I've never used the bathroom after Nathan, but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, no, it, I no, I was not expecting a comedy, and it's I 
the only thing I'll say is that uh, I already kind of called the punchline. Like, of course, yeah, I, me too. Because I was like, all right, this. Because I'll go ahead and say, you know, like, oh, he's just going to end up like showing up to the base anyway, and everyone's going to be, oh my god, and just yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's like a guy. He's really sick, and he's trying to get over this really bad cold. So they're like, oh well, why don't you take these pills? That, this these blue pills that are in this red bottle and like an idiot he takes the the red pills in the it. blue bottle yeah what a dummy and uh and then that makes him stink and it's he stinks so bad that he kills people it is it is just like the spongebob episode where they have bad breath. <laughs> i didn't he, even think about that. yeah he goes around and he like almost destroys like everybody's life it, it's you know, I actually kind of like this. I warmed up. I think at first I was a little like, okay, this is weird coming after the first one. But I think after it all, it was funny. It was light. I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it, this one, it, it did take a minute too. But I did like, because in the first half of it, I mean, it's not really very comedic. And the first half is kind of very like pandemic type of uh, killer true, movie because... Yeah. He he wakes up from a nap and all of a sudden like everybody at the office is just dead and then he's just like what happened and mm-hmm. and the government's like oh you got to take these secret pills to the to this base here and then they realize halfway through that oh no he's the person that's been killing everybody exactly yeah because um it, I, I like the setup for it too because they're everybody smells it differently and like the people in the office like there's one lady's like yeah something smells bad and the other person's like no it smells great it smells like perfume and but it ends up killing them but yeah it's pretty much the government's dumb and they're like hey come here we can't lose this uh this is a very secret thing it can't get out we got to keep the live specimen but on his trip to tokyo he just creates a stronger and stronger stink cloud it's it's literally a green cloud that's just killing people along the way um, but yeah, it's like it a, proves- it's like a, yeah, you're right. It's just like a cartoon where it's just like he has this big stink cloud just like <laughs> yeah. surrounding him. Um, and it, but it improves nature. Uh, one of the funnier parts is everybody's dead, and he's one of the last people below. And a helicopter flies by, and he like waves them down. It's a news crew, and they go in to rescue him. They get close to him, and they just literally drop dead. People just like one sniff, and they just fall. <laughs> they fall down. It's so silly. I I like it too because at one point he hops on a motorcycle and like and then the army comes to the realization that he was the one causing the smell so like all right now we got to kill him and they they can't even like fly a helicopter above him because they're like oh the the stench is so strong even from up here my eyes are watering (laughs) yeah and I guess what makes it funny is it's this guy is a doofus our main character is a doofus this whole time he does not realize what's going on and he's kind of on a quest just to go you know just get this thing over with and get a meal and he's just like everybody he runs to either dies or runs away from him um and he doesn't realize that people are like even though people are dying right in front of him mm -hmm. he doesn't come to the realization like huh like must be me no he never thinks this at all he's just like people are just dying for no, no reason even at one point they get the idea to murder him and they get fighter jets to shoot missiles at him and they're blowing up the road as he's driving his motorcycle 
And he's just like, I wonder what happened there. Why were they shooting at me? This is so weird. <laughs> and yeah, and even that by the end of that, he's like, man, this whole thing is such a pain. Like it's just mm-hmm. like if like if you had to like go do an errand that you didn't want to do or something like that. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's with about as much enthusiasm. Yeah, no, it, it it's funny. And and like you said, like it has that punchline that we all expect that he kills everybody, but I I actually thought it was funny the way it was delivered because he it comes in with a spacesuit and it keeps his stink in. And you think like in my head, I really did for a second. I was like, okay, he's going to have to live the rest of his life in this spacesuit. That's just the way it is. But no, he just goes, how do I get out of this thing? So I can thank you guys. And he hits the eject button on it and he kills everybody. I gave away the punchline, but it was, it's funny. Uh, so like before that, I, the one thing I thought was a little weird was that, so at the towards like the big climax of the movie is that they finally do get him cornered in a tunnel mm-hmm. and because the 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 americans in this movie like actually want him to be alive so that way they can use him as like a weapon mm-hmm. but so these americans go in there with these huge giant spaceman hazmat suits and they said one thing is that the 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 strongness of his stench is controlled by his emotions. Yeah. So when he gets cornered by these guys, he starts going crazy. And then all of a sudden you just see this big flash of light and this huge giant stink cloud, just like shoot out at once. Yeah. And when it, when it all clears, you see, you actually see like, I think all three spacemen just like standing there by a coffin or whatever, like waving. And they're like, right, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, they got him. Good. And so that's, so, I mean, I, at that point, like I kind of figured, you know, what was going to happen, but then I'm like, so wait, did he just knock them all out and he just jumped in one of the space suits or, or what? I don't know. They didn't explain that very well. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> Cause it wasn't like it was just one spaceman staying there. If it was just one, then it would make sense. Yeah, but... that's right. Three did show up. It made it sound like in the end, like they captured him and put him in a spacesuit, but I I don't know. It, it, it they didn't really go into that. It kind of rushes to the the finish line in a way. Um, Why didn't somebody just take the other pills and that way they could just deal with that stench too? They could just be stinky together. Yeah, everybody in the planet takes take stinky pills, and then every everybody gets to just live a stinky life. Yeah, um, just nobody is ever allowed to leave that country ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one's fine. I think this one was fun. Um, but uh, do you want to move into the final story of the bunch? Sure. All right. So to end it all is the one directed by the chief director of all of this, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, the director of Akira with Cannon Fodder. And Cannon Fodder is, it's set during, it's like, this really hardcore war it's like a steampunk era yeah steampunk era where all this planet thinks about is war and bombing other people Um, the whole the the whole town is centered around cannons like and they just fire random cannons everyone's job is related to cannons even the school kids go to school learning about how to shoot a cannon (laughs) yeah it it's it's definitely like what if like world war ii like happened and all we thought about was 
war for the rest of the time and that's all we cared about um and the main thing that's jarring with this one is the art because the first two look very similarly they they have that the this art style of akira it looks very similar to that this is very different this is like something mm. completely different it's almost it's almost like paper cutout all like very things are very layered um it has a very interesting look if there's one thing i did like about it i think i like that this one changed its look yeah it i mean it looks good i i on its own though i think it's almost too jarring where i was just like oh you see all this beautiful imagery and like because all these characters too are real ugly looking yes too. Yeah. so it's it's very much just like you know they have these very ghoulish type of faces and like their faces are like green or yeah. red or whatever and so it doesn't look like hand-drawn like beautiful hand-drawn pictures like the other two movies did exactly yeah I, I feel that and canon fodder unfortunately i will have to say i don't know if it was the same for you but i think this is my least favorite of the bunch i i wasn't really into it um no i mean it's not bad but no it's it, not bad it, but it's not very interesting in my opinion and yeah. Yeah, I got a little tired of it. There really isn't a big through plot. It's like a father is at a cannon factory. He kind of gets freaked out by the cannons. And then his son is just loves cannons and wanna be, wants to be like a leader of the military. That's about and, all you get out of this. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole, I mean, it, I guess it's supposed to be just like this big symbolic type of metaphor where like the whole town is literally surrounded by war. Cause I mean, there are certain things where like, they talk about, oh, we have to go fight the enemy city and we're firing these cannons at this enemy city, mm-hmm. but they never say who they're going after or what they're doing. They just say that they like, oh yeah, we made a direct hit. And yeah, so you don't even, even know if, if they exist at all. Well, yeah, cause even at the very, towards the end, his son, goes up to his dad and he's like dad who are we fighting in this war and he's like you'll understand when you get older <laughs> yeah <laughs> very depressing um yeah especially after the dad who seemed to have like the worst day on the job because they forced him to not he didn't he's not wearing safety gear when they launch off the cannons um i, I think the biggest thing for me was this one really focused on very slow moving things. Like I, I want to say them shooting a cannon was about four to five minutes of me watching them set up this cannon. And I was like, it looked cool at first, but I'm tired of this by now. I got, I was over it. And I mean, yeah. especially the last two that actually has a beginning, a middle and an end where it's just, it's like it's very tight stories. This one, it's like you said, it's very kind of aimless in my opinion. It's doesn't, yeah. there, there really isn't, like, oh, we have to get from point A to point B. It's just kind of like, here's the city. Or, you know, it's not even, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's supposed to be slice of life type of thing, but it's, you know, even the characters itself, it's not like I'm invested in these characters or like what they're doing or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't even think they even know what their names are. So, no, I don't remember them at least. <laughs> and they don't talk very much either. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I guess, the I guess the punchline at the end or like the big thing at the end is that you know you don't really know who they're fighting but then at the end like the little boy goes to sleep mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the these big sirens go off and these uh, searchlights go off so I'm, I was like 
maybe there you know was there really an enemy type of thing maybe there was yeah yeah i thought the same thing but i i hate to be this kind of watcher and ask for something like this i wanted more i i I needed like more to that i i don't know but i get that's the director's choice to kind of leave it hanging like that but in this instance I guess I would have liked a better explanation of this world, like kind of like delve into it a little bit more. I don't. Know. I agree. I agree. I I really wasn't feeling it by the end, and I yeah. was, I was just like, yeah, you know, it was fine. You yeah. know, I as a short, you know, it, it's not like it's really long or anything like that. And there was some interesting animation. There was a a neat sequence where this little boy's drawings came to life and look, you know, it was interesting to kind of see like these child drawings coming to yeah. life. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. But um, again, it's, it's not enough to say it's above the other two. And I mean, based off of that ranking, it's pretty much for me in the order that it was, it was played one, two, yeah. three. So yeah, yeah, exactly. No, the same thing. I mean, we both, it seemed like we both agreed on that order. Uh, first one's the best second's good and then uh, you know the third one is it, to me at least it was fine um so i guess put that all together i think you have a pretty good movie with a really strong start and maybe kind of a weaker ending but would i recommend it yeah yeah i, I would say check it out it's a really interesting movie yeah i i give it a recommend like i said i mean even if you watch just the first two which is about a little over an hour i mean that's it's perfect right there i mean that's you could stop right there and it's still it's still worth watching exactly yeah i totally agree i think that would be a cool that would be a double feature yeah sure. absolutely uh, I, I you know i but i uh if you don't even want to watch that at least go out of your way to watch the first part oh yeah if you can find the first part and this is playing on tubi and amazon prime and you only want to watch one thing out of this watch that it's what about 30 minutes about 30 minutes total easy watch you can get it done right away it's 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 worth watching yeah it it made me go oh i need to watch more of the writer's work because it it was really good so yeah um but i think that wraps it up for memories so ryan i hope you remember what are we covering I forgot. We'll wing it. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. Uh, we're going to do Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. And unfortunately, that is not streaming anywhere at this time. You're going to have to rent it or pay for it. If you have any thoughts or opinions on this week's episode, or if you have any recommendations, send us an email over at drive and double feature podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can tweet at us at didfpod. But until next time. Until next time.